SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. I'm getting a little mad in there. <laughs> Sorry. Just, just, just a little. Uh, just a little. Uh, late night anger, man. But I'll give you guys credit, actually, for even knowing that he auditioned for Dio and stuff like that. Well played. Uh, well, well played. Uh, we got Ian Cameron. We just got to raise your red at Cam Stewart. Uh, ready, for, uh, ready for some golf uh, right now. So let's get uh, people the odds, and we'll get Cam's uh, picks. Um, Roy McElroy, plus 950. Scotty Scheffler. Oh, no, sorry. The odds just changed. I just, uh, as soon as I hit everything, it uh, switched up on me. Rory, uh, plus 800 now. Interesting. Scheffler was the favorite before, too. Uh, Scheffler's plus 850 now. Justin Thomas, plus 950. Cameron Smith, 11 to 1. Sam Burns, 14 to 1. Fitzpatrick, 16 to 1. Lowry, 16. Corey Connors, 20. Finau, 22. Hatton, Varner, uh, uh, Hadwin. All right, Cam, who are you looking at here? What you got? Yeah, some of the odds have changed a lot. I guess, I don't know, maybe people are playing it more. But I got Matt Fitzpatrick uh, at 20 to 1. Uh, I, I really like him this week. And Gokstert, I talked about a tree line course, guys. This Royal St. George's is short, and uh, you got to keep it straight off the tee. This game is it's a perfect game for Fitzpatrick. So 21, 20 to 1 is my guy. Ty Hatton, another fiery Brit. Uh, you know, he's a good game. The thing about Ty Hatton is, like, he can get it around, and if his putter's hot, he'll be there. I like him at 28 to 1. We got to take a Canadian in the Canadian Open. Am I my Canadian game is Adam Hadwin at 45 to 1. I think Hadwin is the perfect type of game for this course. He's been pretty good too. Sahit Tagala, watch out for him. The pride of Pepperdine, 60 to 1. He is playing great golf over the last month. And I'm telling you, he is in contention. And Gogster, we're on the same with Brendan Todd, 66 to 1. I heard a couple people got him at 100 to 1. God, that would be insane because I really like Brendan Todd this week. Two half unit plays, Marenzi. We're having fun. Adam Svensson, not Swanson Dinners at 140 to 1. And Matt Wallace, not of Braveheart fame, 175 to 1. He's down to 80. I don't know, some Brit must have got drunk and like threw the house on him because I can't believe I found him at 175. In some places, he's 80. Top 20, let's roll. Matthew Fitzpatrick is minus 120. We got Ty Hatton at plus 125. Harold Varner, let's do it. Babano, you got him to win. I got him top 20, plus 150. Adam Hadwin is plus 1. 85. We got Keith, don't call me Kim Mitchell. I'm a wild party at plus 190. Brendan Todd again at plus 210. Oh, no, sorry, I forgot about my boy. Sahit Tagala plus 190. Where are we going now, Cameron? We're going to uh, top 40s. Svensson plus 190. Todd plus 105. And Matt Wallace at plus 140. First round leaders. Let's have fun tomorrow, everyone. Tony Finau, first round leader, 34 to 1. These are fun. 10 or 20 bucks on the these guys it makes thursday afternoons a lot of fun harold varner 41 to 1 keith mitchell he's coming in at 45 to 1 tagala 50 uh swanson no, swenson 95 to 1 and danny lee 125 i'll give you the matchups after the radio audience 
the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart in fine form, auctioneer style. The RBC, I almost feel like I have to bet this a lot to support it. Got to show, yeah. I got to step up for the Canadian Open. I got to step up for RBC, Great Bank. <laughs> Great Bank. <laughs> <laughs> Proud supporters yeah, you know, of the PJ yeah, Tour. There's no TD open, man, right? You know, at least RBC. You're doing they're, more they're for it than it. Dustin Johnson right now, that's for sure. Yes, you are. Exactly. Yeah, and they're, not, they're paying him a battle. They're not paying me. Yeah, <laughs> I pay exactly. <laughs> yep. I figure that any company that gives me a credit card, uh, I got to give, give an endorsement to. I agree. Uh, that's, a good, that's a good call. You give me the plastic, I love you, baby. I got a few matchups for you. Quick. Adam Hadwin over Johnny Vegas, minus 135. Actually, Justin Thomas over Scotty Scheffler, I like Gabe, at plus 110. And I'm picking on Cam Smith this week. McElroy over Cam Smith, minus 120. And Justin Thomas over Cam Smith, minus 115. Gabe, he gagged on Sunday in the last tournament, spraying it all over the place if he does it at this course he won't make the cut all right rbc canadian open i don't know right. man i don't you know i'm just i think that uh you know what's crazy though i'm gonna say something here i think these guys cam and babano i'll throw it to you first though cam i think these guys want to play well this week and stuff like it's there's an extra sort of thing and not because it's the canadian open but because of the all the talk of the other tour like, I think these guys are going to say in the clubhouse, let's go out and play some good golf here, guys. Right? And let's be real. Like, they are under – there is competition now a little bit. And if anything, it's almost like the uh, the NIL stuff. It's just going to be up to the RBCs of the world, whatever. They're going to have to kick in more money now. Right? Now the PGA is going to have to go back and say, listen, guys, we're going to have to offer a little bit more money. Otherwise, we're going to start to lose more guys. Uh, but I think, I think we're in for some good golf. And I think whoever wins is going to be happy to win this week. It's going to be in the news. It's going to be like a story and stuff. Man. My gut's telling me Rory, Babano. I'm telling you, I can just see Rory. I know Rory's he loves really, he loves playing there, man. He loves he, Canada. He does. Just quickly, I know we only have 30 seconds here. I'm gonna. I'm worried about one thing, though. I hope the PGA Tour doesn't try to make the courses easier for these guys to go low. Actually, make it harder and better golf. That's the way to do it. That's a good point. Probably will. These golfers complaining. You're getting 40 mil just to tweet. Exactly. All right, we'll get a couple of. We'll get Cam CFL pick and we'll let him go on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. All right, we're doing this thing. Let's go. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Marinci. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else uh, in between. Uh, we're going to get into the NBA Finals. We'll get you the updated numbers. We've got uh, hockey tomorrow. We've got uh, CFL football uh, tomorrow. Montreal Alouettes and the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, the game is on ESPN Plus. The 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 what, all the games are on ESPN Plus. Uh, one of the games, and speaking of which, we're on uh, the Mighty 1090 ESPN Radio right now. So I bring it up. All, the, all every CFL game is on ESPN Plus. Um, but like one of the games a week will be on TV as well. And this week's game is the Edmonton Elks and the BC Lions Saturday night on ESPN Two. On uh, ESPN Two, and I tell you what, the Edmonton Elks. Um, are not 
are not uh, a very good football team when you consider the BC Lions are not very good and the Lions are three-point favorites uh, in this game. But uh, we'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to this in a second. So anything else you want to wrap up here with the uh, the RBC cam? So for people who are tuning in and don't want to play 25 picks, uh, give them yeah. a winner or two here. <laughs> Yeah, like if you guys are going to play outrights, the guys, I, I'll tell you, Matt Fitzpatrick at 20 to 1. If you're looking for like really good prices, two guys that can win at their price, Sahit Tagala at 60 to 1, and Brendan Todd, the Georgia Bulldog, at 66. But I'll tell you, Gabe, I like, I, I like five guys. I like Fitzpatrick, Hatton, Hadwin, Tagala, and Todd. Those are my guys. Don't be surprised if one Canadian surprises for all you guys, Canadian, who's going to come out of nowhere, Adam Svensson. This is the type of guy I think will do really, really well in this tournament. I know everyone's talking about uh, I'm talking about Hadwin we're talking about uh, Corey Connors and other guys but I'm telling you Adam yep. Stenson at 140 to 1 is dangerous might want to take a shot on the first round leader too he's 95 to 1 he'll, he'll be there. Yep my golf guy's on him too Cam same thing. Alright Babano I'm going to put you in the hot seat Babano last Canadian to win the Canadian Open Babano the last it was someone in the 40s and 50s I know that uh Oh, I'll give you a clue. I've mentioned his name before. Can I give him a clue, Marenzi? Yeah, give him a clue. Chevy Chase. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> That's a tough clue, actually. What are you talking about? It's a great clue. <laughs> <laughs> they mentioned like, this guy's name like dozens. I was going to give. I thought here's a here's a clue that's a good clue. Remember it now. What? Same same last name as a Stanley Cup winning general manager. Was that? That's a, a good clue. Yeah, I was going to. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Chevy Chase and Chevy yeah. Chase together. That's that's too much, Babano. Yeah, like we can't help yeah. you anymore. Yeah. yeah. Last Pat name. Fletcher. Pat Fletcher. Like yeah, Cliff Fletcher. Fletcher. There we go. Yeah, Pat like Fletcher, Cliff. Yeah. Like Cliff. I like that too much. That was good. Cliff Fletcher. And Fletch with an ER. Anyway, that's all I got. That's what came you know, to my mind. White hair, man, that guy. Real bright. Uh, uh, I agree. Great lid. Calgary so Flames. Calgary in the over, Gabe, uh, for tomorrow in the CFL? That's what I think I'm going to be. Uh, sorry, Montreal in the over. That's what I'm going to roll with in the CFL game, I'm thinking. Montreal in the over, says the Raging Redhead. Uh, Cam Stewart. Yeah, first game up uh, tomorrow night in, in the CFL. 9 o'clock Eastern. Calgary Stampeders minus 3.5. Over under 48. I'm with you as far as taking the underdog in the game. We know that Calgary historically haven't been a good home favorite over the last couple of years. They're sort of priced on reputation more than substance. Uh, but I find it tricky, Cam, as far as the total is concerned in the first week of the season. Like, I I don't know. Like, it wouldn't surprise. Like, you know what I mean? I tend to think we've seen in the past that's not high scoring to start the battle to start these seasons. So I do like the outlets at the plus three and a half. The total is another story. I, you know, my gut tells me it's going to be right around that number. I actually, my gut says the under cam. And you know, I, I'm not a football under better, but I think it stays under. I can see it being a sloppy game. Are we going to open up the CFL season with a teaser? That's that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yes. of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you read my mind. Yeah. Yeah, we're on the air, but we don't have a choice for the game. You read my mind. Yeah. Plus, yeah, plus Alouette's plus 10 and a half and over. Yeah, there it is. Sold. 
$500. Season Thank starts. You. There we go. Right in there. Uh, Alouettes plus 10. Because seriously, Babano, and let's take and think about the other ones here, too. How about this, Babano and Cam? Montreal Alouettes up to plus 10 and up. If they lose the game, which they very mild, they could. But they, I could see them losing 24-23 or something like that. But I don't think they get blown out. Like, I don't think they get smoked. And then... On Friday, Babana, let's say um, seven point teaser, you get Winnipeg down to two and a half as well. So if you didn't want to mess with the total, even at 41, you get the Alouettes plus ten and a half, Babano, and then the Bombers minus two and a half. Um, what, what's your, what are you thinking about the first game here with the Alouettes and uh, and the Stampeders? Yeah, see, I, I know McMahon Stadium and home favorites role has been bad for Calgary the last couple of seasons, but how often have they been just three, three-and-a-half-point home favorites? I mean, a lot of them, they've been five, six, seven, higher than that in years past when they were really good. Uh, so it, it, I think there's going to be a chance for Calgary to be a lot better. I'm, I, I'm st- sitting this one out from a side perspective, but I lean Calgary. I like the over, though. Uh, I'm going to just say that these rule changes, uh, I don't, it doesn't mean it's going to go, and I know week ones have been unders, you know, historically, especially in recent years. But you look at every rule change they made, the hash marks closer to the center of the field, 28 yards from the nearest sideline, that's going to entice every quarterback to use the wider part of the field, and that's where there's more room to get away from the defensive backs. So that means there's going to be more chances for bigger plays in the passing game, more scoring opportunities, kickoffs are moving up to the 30-yard line. This year after a field goal... They still have to execute, though. You can change yeah, all the rules true. you want. As it is now, they should be able to score, and they couldn't. Like, I don't know how yeah. much more, like, we, you know what I mean? Like, it's like well, enough now, room for them already. The possessions are going to start at their own 40-yard line for the team after a field goal. And the, the no-yard one is God, big one. That's the big one. Every no-yard penalty in this league this year is going to be 15-yard penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's huge, Gabe. First That's week, guys one. learning the rules, new players and stuff, it's going to be a disaster. Uh, I, I mean, you're going to see average field position starting at midfield if it's a 15-yard point. Yard I can't, I can't argue with you. And I did notice that I watched the preseason. Uh, most of the preseason games were high-scoring, guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even the sort of bad backups in there. Everybody was getting into the mid-20s all the time. A lot of the games were in the mid-40s. But it's always tricky in any football league, you know, the, the, the start of the season with a, with a total. And not, not the NFL so much, but, like, these other, other leagues. Because let's be real, they haven't had a lot of time. You guys saw them in the camp. There was the strike. They were playing. They weren't playing. You know what I mean? They played. They rushed the games. Like, they haven't had a natural sort of camp here. And progression, but I think I think they listen, like we said the other night, man, it'll be better than the USFL still. Like I expect it'll be good football. <laughs> yeah. I think you guys could be right though about about tomorrow. As I stated, like in past years, it was dull and dry to start. I think uh, I think these teams are going to come out throwing the banner, like you said. I could see this getting over. I'm down with that teaser, Kim. Alouettes plus ten and a half, over forty one. Sold. And by the way, Montreal, I think both teams are going to have be pretty decent offensive. Vernon Adams does have interception problems. He's got to fix that. And Kari Jones, I'm sure, is going to work with him to fix that. But it was a problem last year. He had two in the preseason game last oh, he's week. Not, he's got to iron that out. He's not changing anything, Babano. Like, that's why he is where he is, because he turns the ball yeah. over. He's good, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like that's it's it, you know what I mean? You're not changing him. That's my point. They will have a good offense, though, especially if they or, turn it over. If he doesn't play well, Babano. They'll play Trevor Harris. Trevor Harris is there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, exactly. Who's yeah. capable? Yep. Absolutely. And they got William Stan back. If he's going to play, there was some concern. That he might guy's not the go, best. But he's 
He's the best running back, I think, right now uh, in the CFL. Eugene Lewis and Jake Wenick. Well, look out for Jake Wenicky. That guy came on like a freight train as a receiver for the Owls last year. And now him and Lewis is a great receiving tandem. The O-line's fine. Calgary lost a lot on defense, and so did Montreal coming into this season. Montreal's defense also isn't very good either. Like to begin. No, it sounds like a yeah. damn over to me. <laughs> That's the thing. If you guys know it, I know people in the, the Montreal camp, and they say the same thing all the time. How does it look? Oh, our offense is really good. They never say anything about the defense. They always say they're like, oh, damn, our offense can move the ball. That's all I always hear about this team. Right here. So how's it going? Oh, the offense looks real good in camp. Uh, great stuff, Cam. Yeah, you got it. Talk to you tomorrow. All right, me and Ben, we'll get into some pucks and some more football. NBA Finals, Trent Rush, break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome to the bullpen, Derek. Hello. Hi. Derek, uh, this indoor soccer is a new sport. Could you tell us something about it? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. It's, it's soccer played indoors, like in a hockey ring. Sort of soccer hockey. <laughs> Boy, that's an interesting combination. Well, what are the rules? I don't know, really. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I see. How does your team look? Uh, mostly Venezuelan. Great. <laughs> Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. I wish we could have kept uh, Cam Stewart. Uh, Cam Stewart uh, here just because during, during the break on the way out. Heard Cam talking to Matthias on the way out. Cam was, uh, we were talking, we were talking about uh, Jack, uh, Jack, what was it? Jack Swagger. What's his real name though? Jack, uh, Jack Hager. Uh, Oklahoma, I believe it was Oklahoma Sooner, right? He was a wrestler, Oklahoma Sooners. So, uh, uh, Cam, I think Cam's watching All Elite. I want to put it on, actually, now, since there's nothing else on. So, hell, I heard it is. God, there's a lot of effing jobbers in this stuff. Right? Like, is that what I heard? He goes, but these guys aren't jobbers. He goes, they got some real jobbers here going on uh, in, in All Elite. Uh, and, you know, speaking of the wrestling world, uh, today... I tweeted this out. I saw something today, and I had to retweet it, and uh, people got all fired up. It was Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase. It said, former WWE superstar explains why Bret Hart never became a megastar. And I said, what do you mean he never became a megastar? Bret Hart was. Uh, Bret, Bret Hart, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. All right. Speaking of Walsh, what the hell's going on here? I was just thinking about Kevin Walsh with the all eight. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kevin Walsh saw me uh, trending on Twitter, <laughs> but it wasn't me. Because <laughs> it looks like uh, Babano. It's close. It's, it's uh, Gabriel Marino, not Marenzi. Just missing the CY. So, like, when you, you see the. Uh, for the <laughs> oh, the Blue like, Jays prospect, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so you see Blue Jays call up, Gabriel. I'm getting my Twitter's blowing up about this. My, my, my name's Marenzi. This is Marino. First first name, the same, Marino, M-O-R-E-N-C-Y for me, M-O-R-E-N-O yeah. uh, for him. But all kidding aside, if if you're like a Yankee fan or you're a Red Sox fan, you're a Ray fan or whatever, and you're already thinking, damn, man, these Jays are annoying. They're loaded with all this young talent. Well, now they're adding the fourth top uh, prospect in all. 
smoke the ball. Well, that's the thing. Like that's why he's like so highly prized. He's a and catcher, he's a good defensive catcher, and good game caller for the pitcher. Apparently, he can do it all. Yeah, yeah, he's like, uh, he's, he's that's why exactly. He's, so he's not only he can hit. Most catchers can't hit like he can, but he can hit the ball. He's got a super powerful arm. Can throw runners out if needed, and uh, high baseball IQ. Smart kid, and all this. So now they're bringing up, and I tell you, the, the 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 Blue Jays are kind of deep at the catcher position, even though you wouldn't think so. This uh, Kirk guy they have, Alejandro Kirk. This guy looks like a fire hydrant. When you see this guy, you're like, this guy, how's this guy been? I'm a pro athlete? He's like a short, real short, fat guy. And uh, oh. a fat, round, whatever. He's like, he's like a bowling ball. And, man, this guy can hit. <laughs> like, nobody can get him out. Like, he's just like, people think, oh, look at this short, fat guy. And they throw it. He just smokes it into the gap all the time. Hits a home run. He's hitting like 354 over the last month uh, or so, whatever it is. And they got Danny Jansen back. But, um, yeah, this kid Marino is like a phenom. They couldn't keep him down anymore, Rubeno. He was hitting like 372 or something in AAA. It was like, what do we, it's time. Like, we can't. Plus, they already screwed him over for the year service anyways. That's the real deal, too. So, they've already screwed him over for the year service, so it's time to get him up to the big leagues. Uh, well, it's no coincidence, right? The first two months, but Bano, he's a week after he gets the call up, right? So, um, and now they get an extra, it's one less year that he can go for, like, bitch at them. And free well, remember, Alejandro else. can be a DH. The Alejandro can be a DH, so they could they, they could find ways to have Well, him same with this kid with Marino. They could make him a yeah. DH, too, right, to ease Correct. him in. All right, kid, we're just going to have you hit here, and you don't have to worry about calling the game. And uh, But anyways, it's a, it's a big, big-time news, big-time prospect. Um all right, so uh, we'll get back to the football, uh, Babano, but what about the uh, the basketball? Uh, what about the basketball? Congratulations. I know you were on Boston because you and I talked about it the other night. You've been riding the Celtics off the loss all the time. Now 7-0, Babano, 7-0 straight up in ATS. Yeah, to me, Boston has just gotten to that point where you don't even think – I don't even think twice when they're off a loss. I back them, especially when they're in a near pick and price range like they were tonight. Now, it got a little you know, concerning when Golden State made the run in the third quarter, but that has been – you know, Golden State's quarter <laughs> all playoffs long. I mean, the third quarter trend with them has been incredible. But Boston responded in the fourth quarter. They just destroyed Golden State inside, in the paint, on the glass, with the rebounds. I mean, how many times did they get second, third, fourth chances because of just incredible rebounding? Tatum was rebounding. Uh, Brown was rebounding. Robert Williams was an absolute beast tonight, considering he's not even close to 100%. Grant Williams had a great game. Uh, who didn't play well for the Celtics and who didn't give them an opportunity to get those loose balls their defense was good they figured out the zone you know that kind of caused them some issues in game two uh, they were much better offensively executing and moving the ball the ball didn't stick in one spot that's how you beat a zone uh, they did a great job with that credit to Odoka for those adjustments and just a great game from Boston deserving of the win yeah, the ball movement, I talked about it. All teams, right? There's, you know, really, we could overanalyze this in Napa battle. There's just basically the number one defensive effort. I think it really starts with defense, even in the modern era. Because, you know, if you play intensity, you play on defense, it creates the turnovers, and it gets you open shots. Then you get points in transition as well. So you saw tonight Golden State were lax. And you're exactly right. The ball movement was a hell of a lot better. It was great. The ball movement was awesome. And, you know, what happened with Golden State? They were just sort of you know, taking it up the floor, three-point shot, no, no movement, no passing, no one moving without the ball. The turnovers with Boston were key as well. 
But one thing with Boston, we see this all the time about them. They don't put it together two times in a row, bro. Right? They have it. They have it. And I, I don't think they will either. I think, and I like it. I think the spread's going to go up. I think this time people are going to buy in that, oh, but this time it's different, and they turned the corner, and they were so awesome, and, and all this type of stuff. I, I don't think they get blown out on Friday. I think Friday will be a super close game that could go either way, but I'm taking the points. But I, yeah, my prediction is, and I, listen, I called 114-103 tonight, Boston. It was 116-100, so I was pretty close. Um, but my prediction for Friday, and I'm glad we're playing Friday. We don't have to wait that long, Babano. But I'll give my final score on Friday before the game. But I get the feeling, Babano, we're in. Finally, we're in for a close, close one on Friday. Because the series is on the line, Babano. Right, the, the Warriors can't go down three one, bro. They know this. Like they, they're gonna have to play the desperate game, and we all know it. They're just going back and forth with game desperation. We're going seven games with Bano. I think we're just gonna go back and forth all along the way here. Yes, which is uh, that's the way I planned on. Uh definitely betting this series was looking at uh, betting the team that lost the previous game but you can only do that in series where you think both teams are going to you know respond and go back and forth and you think they're pretty close I know it hasn't played out in the games like in terms of the margin so far in the first three games I mean each team has won by margin it hasn't been you as you mentioned you know, we haven't seen that down the wire finish yet but, but tonight was is, a good close game though tonight was kind of close though it was a good game tonight Oh, yeah, it was definitely closer than one and two. Uh, there's no doubt. And the, But the point is these are two very fairly evenly matched teams, even though it hasn't always played out that way in the game. And they're good at making adjustments. They're good at responding. That's why they're good teams. Good teams always pl- want to play better after they lose. All right? The best teams always have that best. Yeah, but not really. They raise- I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, the teams and all that. But the reason is because they're not that good. That's why this is why this is why we have this back and forth all the time. Like Scoop Jackson was on with us the other night, and listen, Scoop's been watching the NBA a long time, and he said, you know, great teams aren't down by 28, right? Like if you look at great teams that won a title with Bano or like really good teams, you know, okay, they won the NBA championship. How many times in the playoffs, the, the, the year they won, were they down by 55? Or how many times were they down by 28? How many times did they get smoked? Maybe once. Oh, yeah, remember that one night, man, the first game of the playoffs when we lost to Orlando? Like, remember when the Raptors won the title of Benham? How many bad games did they have? They lost the first game to Orlando in the playoffs, then they won the next four. They won every other series. They won seven with Philly. But you know what I mean? It was never like... You know, like championship teams don't get humiliated as much as these teams do nowadays. But it's just sort of the era. And I'm not saying they're not good teams, but I'm saying they're not great. But I also agree with you. They're both good at bouncing back. So that's my point, Babano. So Golden State are 5-0 and off the loss, 4-1 and against the spread off the loss right now, too. Yeah, they both are that way. You're right about that. I mean, like Michael Jordan and the Bulls, do they ever suffer a loss by 20? No. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's a situation. Yeah, yeah. they were never down by 54 like some of these teams have been in the playoffs. They still win the series. Oh, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, we got murdered 19-2 runs and stuff. Yeah, it's just it's erratic, man. They're, they're, and Boston, I think, Babano, too, I think it's going to be worse now, too. I think... Now Boston, they're going to be on this high. The city, people, the players can't help it. And I don't, the players don't really watch the media and stuff, local media now. They're isolated during the playoffs. But 
they they still know like it's still you know it's all great everyone's awesome even their families are calling them oh i love you this is so awesome you were amazing tonight and i watch it on tv and it gets to they start thinking oh we're two wins away Man, Golden State, and another thing, Babano, I'd be pretty happy. Like, as someone to bet on Golden State to win the series, I think Clay finally woke up. He's a streaky guy. He hit the shots. I expect Clay to play well on Friday. Draymond did absolutely nothing tonight besides foul out of the game. He had more fouls than, like, points or rebounds. It's pathetic. More of a battle on the other side. Now I'm getting mad. Bring it! SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Do you have a gambling problem? No, I enjoy it. It's a hobby. Not tonight. Not tonight, Ahmad. All right, people are asking me what the uh, the jersey is I'm wearing. You see, you can tell it's a uh, old school Vancouver Grizzlies. Uh, but but no, it's not a Big Country Reeves uh, jersey. Although Big Country Reeves didn't suck as much as uh, I thought he did, to be honest. His career actually, if you look at his career numbers, are not that bad. Uh, they weren't like terrible. We were talking about him a couple of weeks ago on another show. Um, no, it's a Sharif Abdul Rahim jersey. Sharif uh, Abdul Rahim. All right, so uh, we got Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano, kicking with us. All right, so as far as the NBA is concerned, uh, we got time to break it down before uh, Friday. Um, it's, um, it's cool, Babano. Yeah, there's no games over the weekend, but we've have, we have hockey tomorrow, basketball uh, Friday, then hockey Saturday, and then uh, off day Sunday, and then boom, uh, NBA on Monday again. So um, it's, a, it's a nice schedule. Plus, we got CFL football, USFL football. So um, any last thoughts on the NBA before we move on to the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs and then the CFL kickoff? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's probably going to be in the, along the same lines as you. I mean, right, it was for me, it was, you know, bet the losing team of the previous game. And for me, that's probably going to be Golden State in game four. There is reason for optimism. Draymond Green pl- can't play worse. You got three-point shooting, at least a little bit from Clay Thompson. Uh, a little disappointing you weren't closer than you were with him starting to get his shot going. But Poole was decent. Can you get something more from, you know, Wiggins was decent as well. But I think he could probably be a little bit more assertive offensively. But no, there's there's definitely room for improvement for Golden State, and in a series that's gone back and forth so far, you're going to be getting a few points with them. Uh, I definitely think there's they're going to be the side to probably do endorse in Game Four. Yeah, Wiggins gave him 18 tonight. I hear what you're saying. No, they all could have been more aggressive. Even Curry to me, dude, they were just sort of complacent early. It was almost like Golden State. It was great though, Babano, from a betting perspective, because not only did we we took the first quarter, the first half in the game, Babano, because it was sort of like, well, we know this is going to happen, and it was almost like it was like a movie, Babano, or a script. It was like I can't like when the game started. It took me about ten seconds to know. I was like, oh yeah, like this is this is this is a wash, like. Like, right away. It was just like Golden State were complacent with it. They were like, all right, you go ahead, and we're going to let you start off and get hot here. And I was thinking, wow, like, guys, you know this is going to happen, yet why aren't you fighting back? And they just rolled with it. But I like it. You and I talk a lot during the playoffs here, Babano, about teams coming off the loss and how they're going to this and that. But I like it. Golden State, they kind of got their ass handed them to a little bit tonight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the score was sort of this, and yeah, they took the lead at one point, whatever there, but 
ultimately, Tatum punked them. I mean, I, I brought it up earlier, but Tatum, Smart, and uh, Brown are the first trio to have 25, 5, and 5 or more since 1984 in the Lakers, bro, with uh, Kareem Magic and Michael Cooper. So, like, you know, it was a big night for the Celtics tonight. They did a lot of special things. And you could see on the bench, Babano, at the end of the game, Draymond, and you know, listen, I'm not Draymond's biggest fan, but he's all over the place, this guy. But I guarantee you Draymond really brings it Friday. You could tell he was just in already thinking about Friday mode. Curry had that mad sort of, you better be ready next game, like... Curry's going to bring it, and Clay broke out of the shell tonight. As you stated, Wiggins has been consistent. They need more from Poole on the road here. Poole can't just hit a couple of fancy threes at the end of the quarter, bro. He's got to give more here, right? He can't just give us nine points and this and that and disappear. And then Poole has to step up. And I'm telling you, man, I'm confident about it, buddy. I like it. Golden State are bouncing back on Friday. But if they don't, they'll cover the point spread. They'll lose at the buzzer or something. Yeah, which we, we've seen some of those games. Boston was involved in a game like that where they were getting two and a half, three points. They lost by two against Milwaukee. And I got out of there with a, just a narrow point spread cover. Uh, although I believe we're on a streak in the uh, NBA Finals, if I'm not mistaken, where the team that wins the game straight up covers the number like 16 straight times or something. Like you know what it is, Roberto? Come into play. The last 48 NBA Final games, only two times is the team covered that lost wow. the game. Twice in nine years, Babano. Yeah, that's 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 remarkable. Like, there's not <laughs> yeah. two out of forty-eight. Have yeah, we two seen pushes. Two out two of pushes. forty-eight, where we've seen the team that's won not cover. That's incredible. Yeah. Like it came into the finals at forty-one, two and two. Yeah. So now it's uh, that's forty-one, forty-one, two. So two times the team lost the game but covered, and um, and two times there were pushes. So now add now three. Same thing. The point spread has not come into play. You almost have to believe it'll be me to one take game. The money huh? line, but I'll probably still take the points. Tempts me to just to take money line Golden State, but I'll probably still end up. I know. Taking. I know. <laughs> you gotta have that because you gotta figure it's gotta be one sort of okay. This is don't we have one game where it's like oh my god, it's one hundred two, one hundred two with twenty two seconds left. You know what I mean? Like one of those type of games. We 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 was happening, but let's hope that the, the spread goes up a battle. Let's hope the spread goes up. And the last thing before we move on, because I do want to get into some football here with you, is um, hockey is uh, the Warriors are now plus 185. So forget about the money line. But we can take the points. But if you like the Warriors on Friday, we got to take the plus 185. Because think about it. Then the series will be tied at two. The media narrative will change. And, and it'll be a best of two or three with Golden State with two of the home games. And then you're going to get a great number again. You can get a good number on Boston after Babano. I think this plus 185. I guess what I'm saying is I think this is an overreaction at Boston to minus 230 right now. Yeah, I mean that is that's a decent price. They're going to have home court advantage back uh, on their side if they win Game Four in Boston. So, uh, and if you believe already, Golden State will win the series. I'd bet that. I'm not because I like Boston to win the series. Actually, I think if it goes to Game Seven, which it very well could, Boston would be good enough to win a Game Seven in Golden State. Hell, they already won Game One uh, in Golden State with that fourth quarter. So, uh, I like Boston in seven. I like the series to go seven. So, to be honest, I like the way this is going right now. Can't believe my Twitter's just blowing up here with this Marino stuff. Our boy Kevin Walsh getting a big laugh out of this. Uh, Babano uh, throwing this it down. It wouldn't uh, happen if people just learned to slow down and read. Exactly. That's read. a great thing. They can't even read, like, the full name. You see, Gabriel Moran. Gabriel Moran. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good point. So, yeah, you're on Boston. I, I'm on Golden State to win the series, but at least tonight I've stepped up big on Boston to get a piece, so I'm not going to go down in flames here. But I think we're going seven. You and I talked about it. Or maybe Boston wins in six. Where we're at now, guys, is Golden State in seven or Boston in six? Because let's say hypothetically – Let's say Golden State win on Friday. We're tied at two. We go back to, to San Francisco. Let's say they win again, and then they're up 3-2. Then we go back to, to Boston, and it's 3-3. Or if not, let's say Boston win again on Friday. Then they're up 3-1. Then we go back to uh, Monday to San Francisco. The Warriors win that game. Then it's 3-2. Then we go back to Boston. Does Boston finish them out? Maybe. Then they win in six. Or if not, then we go back for game seven. So this thing's going six or seven minimum. I mean, it's going six minimum. But I'm not going to give up on the seven games. Like I said, I think there's going to be an overreaction here. Uh, obviously, Steph Curry got pretty beat up. And he kept on getting run into and just sort of banged up as the game went on. Total's 214.5. Okay, uh, quick on the NHL here to Borba Battle. And uh, I want to get to the CFL here. Uh, man, time's flying by. So, uh, Lightning, Lightning Rangers. Man, it's another one where there's been a lot of trends and stuff at Bano, but now we got to sort of step up uh, on our own uh, with this. Lightning minus 130, total five and a half. What's your uh, opinion on this game right now? So, oh, okay, no. and the the yes betters are about to catch. Uh-oh, hello. Oh, there, oh, there he is. You got uh, Will, me? Oh, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> Will, I said, yeah. Wow. The Will, Will Babano's phone have a problem. That one was on us. No. Like, I, we'll, we'll own our, our, our stuff. Ours is when you just disappear. That one? Yeah. All right, so congratulations to Degenerate Dean. What up, Dean? Uh, I think Dean just cashed the ticket. Will Babano have a phone problem? <laughs> no, you've sounded very good tonight, Babano. And that was just a brief uh, brief uh, cellular outage. Not your fault. Not your fault. Yeah, go had on. Had to happen. Had to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah go gonna, on. I'm going to end up uh, taking uh, the Rangers. I mean, I, I there are worries. There are concerns. First of all, the big concerns are: Are they going to have Philip Hedl? Are they going to have Ryan Strong? That's your second yeah, line and your third line center. And if those two guys are out, that might change my opinion. But I'm going to assume both of them find a way to play. And if they do, I mean, they've won eight in a row at home. They've been energized every single time they've played at Madison Square Garden, going back to ever since Game One of the Pittsburgh series. You know, they, they've been terrific on home ice. It does look like Tampa Bay has gotten to their game. You know, they played two terrific Game 3 and Game 4 performances at home. They controlled the play both games. And Rangers really didn't generate a whole lot of quality in terms of their chances and their looks at Vasilevsky in Game 4 in particular. I know the shots were even, but how many of those Rangers shots were really, wow, that was a really prime scoring chance. You know, not too many of them. So, yeah, there's concerns. Momentum is on Tampa's side. But this Ranger team's been good at home. They've got hearts of lions. They've, they've responded with their backs against the wall before. You know, down 3-1 to Pittsburgh, down 3-2 yep. to Carolina, and they came back and won both series. They're on an eight-game home playoff win streak. The whole world, it seems, especially on, at least what I read on Twitter, is that Tampa's going to just win this series in six. Rangers yep. aren't even going to win another game in this series. Yeah, those are the same people that were saying that Tampa were narrative. done. Those are the same people yep. who were saying Tampa were done when they were down 2 nothing the other day. Two games to none. I, I'm with you. Listen, Babano, I've, I've called this series pretty well. Um, I, you know, I've done pretty well with it. 
Now, uh, I was like, I've been on Tampa in the last two games, but now I'm going back. I think the Rangers have one more left in them here. I think the Rangers win tomorrow, go back to Tampa on Saturday and lose, and then um, um, and then uh, what do we play? It's uh, yep. Tuesday, not Monday, so Tuesday. Yeah, yep. Yep. Game seven, Tuesday. Because there's a big, what, there's a Justin Bieber controversy, huh? Sorry yeah. to disappoint you, Babano. I know you had tickets, MSG. <laughs> the the Biebs. <laughs> hey, I'm always ripping on Justin Bieber. I'll give him credit at least. Like I'm like, are you kidding me? This kid's able to sell out Madison Square Garden two nights, not just one? Okay, I got to tip my cap. I never played Madison. The only time I ever went to Madison Square Garden was as a, as a spectator, so... If you play MSG and I didn't, I can't take a pot shot. But, yeah, all kidding aside, yeah, Bieber fans are all pissed off. Um, and they really are mad for real. You know, the Bieber nation, but, man, you don't want to upset these kids, you know? No, you and Because and, uh, they, they had to move the, the concert date. Yeah, it's only yeah. one day, whatever. He was supposed to play on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, now he's playing Monday and Wednesday instead. So the Tuesday concert, Bieber at MSG, has been moved today, but a bunch of people are pissed off about it. And I think there's more Bieber fans than NHL fans, unfortunately. <laughs> so, so I'm with you. I'm with you, uh, the battle with the, uh, the Rangers bouncing back. And what about the total? The game's been going over at MSG. So uh, it's not an automatic under here back on in, in New York here. It's not, but it's not. I'm like I'm rushing to bet the over. Uh, either with yeah, the way yeah. these goalies are playing and the way it's devolved. Really, the only over was game one. You know, when it, when I liked the over in game one because of the layoff for Tampa Bay, I thought they'd be have trouble defensively. It'd be a little more sloppy in terms of the game, and that's exactly what happened. But ever since game one, it's been one under after another. So I can't say I'm in love with the over tomorrow night. But I'm going to take a chance with the Rangers. I think it's going to go back to game seven. Tampa will win game six. It'll go back to game seven. That's where it's a coin flip. I could see the Rangers winning that. I could see Tampa Bay doing what they did in Toronto in game seven, winning a game seven on the road. Exactly. Lightning and seven in New York. All right, we'll wrap up with the battle on the other side. We didn't even get to preview the CFL. we got to do this fast on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I don't know where Israel Adesanya finds time to be the badass that he is. He's always on Twitter, like, tweeting, like, really weird stuff. Like, he never tweets about fighting, like, or very rarely, like, but he's on Twitter a lot. And it's not, like, he doesn't, like, comment about issues. He just has, like, random thoughts that are, you know, he's a good follow. Like, he just popped one up. What happened to 3D movies? Um, and he has like some other sort of Zen type weird. He's he's always asking weird questions. He's got over one and a half million followers. At least he's not talking about full out conspiracy theories. Right, that's it. He's got the Kanye. I saw the Kanye video. Uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Follow Israel Adesanya. Um, he's strange. Strange Twitter follow. I don't suggest you follow that uh, dude from Arkansas. That's another story. So we got a battle with us. All right, Bad. I'm going to have to go over myself after because we can't keep you all night. I appreciate your time. But um, the hell's going on with that sound, man? You nearly made it through here. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. You're killing me. Um, Bo Levi Mitchell. You hear that crap, Matthias? Like, seriously, guys. What the hell are you doing, Bad? Are you jogging? Are you on a treadmill? No, I'm right here. I'm just I'm listening. 
so close to the end. I'm listening. Well, okay, I'll give you credit for that. So, uh, yeah, Vernon Adams, the Alouettes uh, tomorrow, Calgary. Yep. And Friday, we got Zach Calaris, the company. Your boy Masoli is now with Ottawa, right? So, the new quarterback is yep. uh, Masoli in Ottawa. Um, um, interesting with BC, huh? What do you think about the quarterback? You, you're buying in that this kid uh, is going to be able to get it done? Nathan Rourke, uh, of course, uh, Ohio Bobcat. All right, quick hitters. I like the over in the Winnipeg-Ottawa game, too. I think Ottawa's offense is a lot better. Winnipeg wants to throw the ball more without Harris. They want to give Kalaros a chance to throw the ball more. Hamilton never wins in Saskatchewan. I hope they win, but there's no way I'm betting them. And I like BC. That's my favorite play of the week. Edmonton's disastrous. BC is going to open the upper bowl at BC Play Stadium. They're getting so many ticket demands. They're going to be a better team, and they're certainly farther ahead than Edmonton. New coach, new systems. BC is going to get it done. That's the game on uh, ESPN2. Good stuff, Abando. Thanks for joining us. See you, Gabe.